0: And we got Ian here also, Aloha, Michael here, Pakalelo Show. Nice for you guys to show up tonight. And um, you should be all right on that one. Just right in that speaker right over there. So, George, uh, first I want to talk story with you a little bit. Um, I need to know a little bit about your background, where you came from, uh, how you got into growing and stuff, and uh, you're a local grower now. I am. uh, But how did you get the experience on on growing Pakalolo?
1: I lived abroad for quite some time back in the early 90s. I lived in Switzerland and the laws were uh, pretty friendly back then and I learned through uh, an old time Swiss guy there, he kind of showed me the ropes. Really nice clean organic style of growing and um, he had some very old genetics that his grandfather had uh, given him to him from Africa that he'd been acclimating for many, many years in uh, the Swiss mountains, I'd say, yeah. Swiss mountains, so they go
0: pakalolo way over there? Oh man, do they, (laughs) and a lot of it, yes. Well, what kind of weather's over there for that?
1: Well, you know, summers are nice, when the spring comes, you know, you put them in the ground and you can get, you know, some pretty big 15, 16 foot monsters. Oh, that's kind of what Ian's gonna
0: be talking about a little bit too, uh, also (laughs) on that, uh, those big giant boys. trees. So uh, did you start from, did you guys, where did you guys get the seed from?
2: Well,
1: originally, like I said, uh, we got those seeds from his grandfather. And then we started doing a little bit of breeding of our own, a friend of his brought some seeds back from Tibet. We started crossing the Tibet with the Congo. And then we uh, we, we also had a Thai that was brought back from Thailand from one of his friends. So we originally started with those three different types of seeds. But then wow. they started opening some small little hemp stores in uh, in Basel. and. You were able to get the good seeds from Sensey seeds or from Dutch And, and how
0: long ago was that for the for the uh, that, that you did this? Because it's just happened in the United States where it's like okay. It was
1: 92, 93. That's a
0: long time ago. Was, was it? Is it legal there? Way. Was it legal
1: there? It's, I don't know if it's legal. I know that the laws are very you know strong Oh, there. so you
0: guys were uh, the old hippie farmers making no, it happen? Like it all started here, actually.
1: Definitely. Oh, definitely. cool, cool, cool. I think that I was part of that. Yes.
0: Uh huh. Part of the wave. Indeed. And and, uh, so what's the wave like over there now? Is it getting legal over there?
1: You know, I I really don't know what's going on in Switzerland. Uh I I couldn't tell you. But I imagine that uh, it's still probably pretty friendly. You know, the Swiss stay neutral.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what do they call the Mara? Well, we call Pacalolo here. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, do they call it marijuana? Do they call it Mary Jane? What do they call it? Or I they? mean,
1: they call it hemp or... Hemp, hemp,
0: yeah, hemp. This is hemp, you know. In that sounds like you want to <laughs> you want to smoke some.
1: <laughs> you know. Or when you smoke, you say kif. hemp, and yeah. kif. Yeah, so that's uh-huh. pretty much it. Yeah, kiff the you get a lot of hashish coming through there as
0: well. Oh, we're going to talk about that we'll later, right, away. Rachel? Yeah, yeah, it just came to Maui actually. It's really? come a long way, so it's, it's finally come to Maui over it's there. So um, do you uh, prep your soil a certain way, or uh, what's, is the soil great on Maui for growing, or uh, what, what makes it so cool over here growing now?
1: I mean, yeah, it depends where you are, but yeah, there's definitely great soil here, and it depends where you are on the, on the island, because if if you're in haiku, you know, it's a little tougher. You have a lot of rain, you have to do a lot of moisture mm-hmm. if you're not in a greenhouse, and even still, you have to be careful with the temperatures dropping at night and powdery mildew sitting in, so... Um But besides that, and I say the, the caterpillars because they're they're monsters here it's 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 a great place to grow of uh, course. I mean, so how, how long
0: have you' been growing here about two years now so you've you've seen two uh, years of crops and you've seen caterpillars and um, mm-hmm. moisture oh, yeah. and that kind of stuff, so you really got to keep your eye on it and you learn as you go indeed
1: indeed oh, yeah so,
0: so the different areas of the island uh, that grows better
1: Well, you know the drier I think the better. Uh, weathered imprint you have, less of a weathered imprint you have on your your final flowers. So like
0: where the cooler onions are growing, is that going to be like a great crop over that way because it's not too much rain and it's just appropriate?
1: Well, but it gets pretty cool up there as well. So, oh yes, 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 yes. You know, yes. the dropping temperatures from being hot and humid all day and then getting very chilly at night, you know, mm-hmm. that that starts to bring on some of that powdery mildew and, and people start getting mold problems. And then you're chasing that. You're either taking it off, you're trying to treat it naturally, mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. it's in the end it's... Uh, it's really hard to, um, to control, in my experience. But you know, so,
0: so, you just try to avoid it. And, and do you do outside <laughs> growing or do you inside growing or both? Both,
1: outside and greenhouse. I don't, I don't do indoor, no.
0: Oh, because Because uh, Now, uh, with the laws changing, and Rachel will back me up on this, you're allowed to grow 10 plants
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, right now on Maui. And I think most people are growing them inside because of their own personal use. And, uh, you may, and I think you have to grow it on your own property if you've got yes. a uh, 329 card. Yes. So um, can you help people uh, grow their uh, crop here? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I could. So um, could help. <laughs> so, so, well, they could get us uh, through the radio station or the Pacalolo Show because we're also live on Facebook. Right. Uh, but we could get that connection for you if people want. Um, sure. Your, let me see your thumbs. Are they green? Pretty green, pretty, pretty green. Uh, yeah, so they can help you out if you got some green thumbs. Um, so is the is the European uh, plant looking different? Do you have both CBD and THC plants going on over there? You know,
1: back then it was mainly THC you were focused on. You know, T, you know CBD is coming in the last years, and uh, I mean it's just more more desire now. I think people are trying mm-hmm. to stray away a little bit from THC, but uh, I. I think there's there's place for both of them. Yeah. Know?
0: Did you grow Did you grow both? Yeah.
1: I mean, I, most of the stuff had some CBD in it, but it was mostly THC. You know, I, I didn't have specific CBD strains mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. They, like they're available now. No.
0: Yeah. Things are really and they're, and they're creating more and more strains all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's been pretty fascinating. Ian introduced me to the guy that uh, has a shell, whatever, and started Kush, mm. the the strain Kush, and that's a big giant thing now all over the United States mm-hmm. from his own show over there um so my other guest right here is ian from uh, where are you from you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and, <laughs> see, and, your, and, your, and your dirty, see, li- and your dirty <laughs> life <laughs>
3: uh, yeah yeah my life in the dirt uh well, well at our our company uh we said stop treating your soil like dirt so we like to we prefer soil over dirt you know oh, which, which okay. is actually a whole community of living organisms so i grew up in the northwest and had a lot of hawaii connections and relatives here and uh yeah, just been around the cannabis plant quite a bit. Now,
0: um, now over there in the northwest, you, it's, uh, it's very seasonal. Oh, yeah. Well, we get one outdoor crop per season. One per outdoor year. crop.
3: Yeah. Uh, Whereas, I reckon you guys could get two here, yeah? Two. <clears throat> or, depending two. on auto flower, yeah. you could probably
1: get three. You can do And if you're using some light, that would in greenhouse.
3: And, do, yeah, and, you house. Can and can how long does the, a
0: crop take to grow off?
1: It really depends on the, the strain.
0: Oh, it does. Mm-hmm. Oh, Because oh, I know yeah. pineapple is like 18 months, sugarcane is like 12 months. But uh, what's, what's the average pakalolo plant take? Six months? Four months?
1: Uh, right around in there? Like, it really depends on the size first you want to get it to, to vegetate, And then um, depending on the flowerings, you know, some plants need 56 days, some need 65, some need 70, some need 80 days in flowering. Ah. But then there's some very quick plants maybe forty five days, you
0: know. Now Ian, um can you disclose how many plants you just grew?
1: Oh certainly yeah, 'cause we uh <laughs> we were part of the
3: Washington State industrial hemp program this year, the research program. Uh and we grew close to thirteen thousand plants on five and a half acres, which is actually a pretty small grow. I'd say that we're craft C B D and oh, compared wow, to the other yeah. the other states that are growing are um really expanding their acreage. So we're we're kind of in that middle ground where we grew uh, you know we we grew cannabis like you would be growing THC marijuana but we're trying to bridge that gap into more like conventional and, agriculture and, you, and scale you grew that all, up.
0: The C, all yours all was CBD that you guys grew yeah it was through. all
3: it was all cannabidiol cannabis uh-huh. uh um with uh about it topped out at about 17% CBD um, in some of the the late harvest plants, and then, uh, you know, we were harvesting before we hit that 0.3% THC federal limit.
0: Oh, that's the federal limit, right? Yeah. Then it turns into which, as of December, the THC yeah. side of the fence. So, how long did that crop take you to grow from seed, from planting to all year? We're chopping it down. There's <laughs> been a all lot year. of chopping.
3: Well, yeah. So we we sowed the seed in uh, in April and we transplanted into the field in June after greenhousing you know after growing those up in the greenhouse and just one transplant uh, you could size those plants up in the greenhouse for longer like George is saying you know if you put them under a little bit of supplemental lighting you could get some bigger plants but really if you just give them natural sunlight and clean water and a healthy soil environment to live in they could grow to be Eight, ten, twelve feet.
0: Oh, know? so they did start in a greenhouse, so they got how what like a hoop house, a, yeah, uh, a foot tall or or less. They were less uh, when we put them in the field. They were less
3: than six inches tall. Oh, so yeah, because that's, that's why I the saw the state of
0: New York are doing it, and it was about six inch plants that were. And how far apart did you plant those?
3: We were on uh, five foot spacing and four. five every five foot. Yes, yeah, so we filled out that whole canopy by the by <laughs> mid August.
0: Wow. <laughs> And so what was the uh, time frame then, finally, when you, had, when you how did you come down? By hand, we found the, that was, that was <laughs> crazy. <laughs> 30,000 plus my head, let me see your arms. Crazy <laughs> learning curve
3: was we tried almost every motorized tool you could get your hands on, and at the end of the day, the best thing to chop down a hemp tree with is a three-foot S-twing camp axe. Like, just a real sharp axe. And oh, uh, an axe. Yeah.
0: Like a hand and an axe, no oh, electric. Yeah. yeah. Wow. One chop. <laughs> Well, like like really Japanese beanstalk, yeah. Because yeah. those things are it's tough. You can't just pull those things out, right? No, you got to tackle it like it's a like
3: you're roping a cow and then whack the sticks. whack the. Wow, the, that's a the, the trunk down. Yeah, uh, so that
0: stem is major. Then. Oh yeah, huh? we're eight inches sure. across on the big. Stems. Now, um, CBD and <laughs> THC stems are about the same.
3: It's the same plant. This yeah. is kind of part of my mission: is that whether you call it pakalolo hemp yep. weed. Hemp, you know, cannabis, it's all cannabis. Same deal, just cannabis. a little different clone going
0: somewhere else.
3: Yeah, we've just been selectively breeding this plant all over the world for a couple thousand years now. Yeah. People are getting pretty hip to it.
0: Wow, and it's just an amazing thing that's uh, flourishing. So, So what you're saying, you're like the craft of the uh, CBD uh, Pacalolo. So what does that mean? Big corporations are growing even more, and big giant monies, and it's pushing the little guy out? Because that's what our California growers are saying.
3: Yeah, I think to be real technical, there's about a gazillion dollars that just, like, <laughs> flooded into the nationwide oh. hemp industry, and so people have People are fixing to grow, you know. So are they buying up the land? The big
0: corporations are buying up the land, or that, or uh, they're like subleasing if farmers they're growing, then they're grabbing it from those guys. Yeah, I think
3: it's all of the above. A lot of farmers are hurting, so they're eager to lease their land for, um, you know, for a little bit more. And, and mm-hmm. so you got the early hemp states are really scaling up. So, so Kentucky, Colorado, Oregon, uh, that's where you're seeing th- multi-thousand acre grows, and then. Arizona and California are also a thousand acre
0: grows. Now, do you need a license,
3: uh, to, to grow CBD? Uh, Absolutely. But it's, it's a very, very farmer friendly license in all the states that are participating in the pilot program. So So, it's generally around $500 plus maybe $5 an acre. And you don't, you don't have to have any, uh, no fences and, and none of the real onerous taxes or, um, regulations that, oh, the, oh, what is that the, the recreational cannabis has.
0: Because I know THC from uh, Oregon Farmer told me it's 25% of the gross.
3: And then there, and then there's actually some more hidden taxes when so you do factor in all the So do you guys have all to pay 25% costs. of the gross on, no, on yours? No Oh, you don't? Nope. Not yet. That, that'll that all become coming, no And doubt.
0: is that because of the state that you're in or is that because of CBD? That's because
3: of these are all uh, state-sponsored pilot projects. They're trying to encourage uh-huh. people to grow more hemp right now.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. We're going to talk a little bit early, uh, later on with uh, Tommy uh, that um, is going to let us know what's happening on Maui in that uh, arena. Now, did you guys, uh, um, you didn't need a license then because you were just doing it as a hippie and, and making it happen. Mm-hmm. Did you make any money? <laughs>
1: Not, not really. That wasn't why I was doing it back then at all. No. Just
0: for yourself and your self pleasure, because we were talking earlier in a couple shows ago. Back in the day when we were buying it, it was twenty dollars an ounce, which was four fingers, mm-hmm. and then or you could buy two fingers, which was a dime. Uh, it it comes come a long way for that. Uh, do you remember what you well you guys drew it? So you didn't pay anything. What, did you, you sell did it? it?
1: No,
3: George, no. You know? George, you you probably given away a lot of medicine to people too. A, a lot. That's
1: yeah, pretty that's, much what I do. I give a lot of medicine. It's a
3: big part out. of it. Yeah.
0: You know, you know that that's that's awesome cuz the last couple farmers that I had from uh, Oregon and also uh, farmers from uh, California, they felt the same way and they called it medicine. It is. Totally big time. It's food, it's
3: medicine. Especially
0: if it's and good. they <laughs> and they for the land you know. and they um, well they're getting pushed out by the big corporation, but they uh, uh, um, uh, g- gave it more than uh, worrying about the profit on it. Uh, but you know, the corporations are cha- changing the way we like that. Uh, but it's very right, but, but, but you know, at least it's out out there in the United States now and, and it's happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and, and you don't have to go to jail for a joint. And this stuff grows like it a weed,
3: man. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> it that's pretty indeed. cool. And, and how, how, how tall were your plants? How tall did your plants grow?
3: Well, they were, they were sizable. Yeah. Like taller than you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The big ones were taller than me, and the little ones were fatter than me.
0: Yeah, because I I, I think uh, the sativa and the indica, one grows fatter, one grows taller, and all that kind of stuff also. Yeah,
3: we saw a lot of genetic variation in the field. We only grew two varietals, but there were some plants that were... Beautiful orange and yellows, and then some that were purple, and some that just stayed green through the whole season. And oh, that must be beautiful that's, too, though. That's one of the, my questions about this: is like the the, the phenotypes are really like are, yeah. eager to diversify themselves. So, okay. I don't know too much about breeding, but mm-hmm. I'm,
0: but, but, like but you learn. know how to grow them because uh, thirteen thousand plants is a lot of plants. So after after you yes. cut them down, then. Um, Back in the old school, we used to hang them upside down. Is that do they still do that? Yeah, that's what we did. Just hang them upside down in a barn. Yes, Like, sir. like tobacco, I think they do that with tobacco also.
3: Mm-hmm. Pretty much hang a lot of things. Like and that.
0: how long you gotta uh, let them dry until they like get crispy? <laughs> yeah, well we were because I don't have a clue. Yeah, to about
3: ten to twelve percent moisture is when we were trying to put those into more of like a curing process. You know, it's just a little bit different than we did with the. Uh, do you, do old uh, school pākālolo because we were putting it in jars, but we we couldn't buy enough jars to put this stuff <laughs> in. Yeah. So, um,
0: Ian, did you have humidifiers in there or heaters or just hung and, oh. and that was it?
3: Oh, God. you going to traumatize me.
0: Well, I, I don't <laughs> have a clue, man. I'm, not that I'm going to no, get no, into was, that business. It was
3: fans, heaters, and we had... Oh, we were, you had all of the above. Yeah, we were using the 100-year-old hayloft that had excellent ventilation in it. So, uh-huh. you know, just like I think every grower stays up at night worrying about powdery mildew and bud rot and other pathogenic fungi so Uh. you know drying we weren't concerned about drying too fast we were concerned about too much moisture in the barn so Mm -hmm. if you're processing that amount of volume you want to dry them down.
0: Mm -hmm. So um, uh, when you calculate how much money you're going to make do you go by 13,000 plants $100 a plant? I think it's kind of like there's
3: a saying like how how do you make a million dollars in the hemp business? Uh, Start where, where, with
0: two million? Oh, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds so, like uh, starting a business takes three years. I'll tell you when I get paid. I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so you're in this whole brand new process of that.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh. Year one. But uh, there's still a big that's demand. Awesome. Uh, I, I've been seeing, um, hearing, and I'm not sure if it's true, but that's why I like to talk to the farmers, uh, that there's more and more Uh, of a need for it. And there's more and more of a shortage. Is that true? So they're building greenhouses that can um, produce more because of the supply and demand.
3: Yeah, I think the market is still just finding its way. It's so new. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now that it's expanding year over year and become a global market and a nationwide market that everybody's trying to figure their moves out. So I, all I can say is that it's evolving and there's a lot of demand, but there's there's a gulf between the farmer and the end product manufacturer or the marketer Uh uh so uh that's that's our big challenge is bridging that gap
0: so uh let me ask you this you're in the dirt dirt business sure soil soil Soil. Soil. so my bad my bad my bad (laughs) thanks george (laughs) so in the soil business um do you test their like here? We need our soil tested, so you can test the soil here and tell them what they need in it.
3: Yeah, my my process is a little different than your average than your conventional uh, university soil test, but we will look at those also. Mm-hmm. But we we do uh, living soil food web analysis. So I'm actually looking at the soil under the microscope, and we count the the relative numbers of bacteria, fungi, protozoans, nematodes, and microarthropods. And then we can monitor that over time and try to increase diversity and um, diversity of beneficial microbes in in the soil that that will then feed your plants. That
0: sounds pretty major, and those are really big words, for me anyway. Um, So you actually grab some of the soil, and then you test it through a lab?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in one cubic centimeter of soil, one gram, there will be millions of individual organisms. and and literally hundreds if not thousands of different species in there, in, wow. a, in a gram
0: of healthy soil. And all different areas too, it's gonna to be different.
3: All over the world too,
0: yeah. Wow, and then, so you have a, a balance that kind of works great for certain uh, soil to grow, uh, pakalolo. Uh, or is it good for everything? Is it good for tomatoes, is good for?
3: Well, one thing, you know, like for even home growers is that cannabis requires a bit of a, a fungal relationship. So if, if you can, Encourage beneficial fungi, the mycorrhizal fungi in your soil, and there's a lot of different things you can do do for that. You're gonna get a lot hel- healthier, happier roots and stems, and then oh, that'll that'll yeah. show in your.
0: Well, in if your if your stems are so thick and big, that I mean, that that's some sturdy sturdy stuff. So it all boils down to the soil. That's what's what's happening with that, right? But don't be afraid of the big words. It's easy clean water and sunshine uh, so do you package your soil <laughs> or you just do consulting or uh how, how do you what, what what's your business uh profile we well it's
3: it's uh expensive to move <laughs> soil around so uh we we try to make compost uh you know robust diverse living soil compost with people on site so we consult for that mm-hmm, and yeah. then we uh we sell some limited soil amendments uh to to encourage that microbial life. So then those microbes will feed your feed your plants and that'll mm-hmm. drastically reduce your fertilizer and chemical use. And, and it's also uh, the pollution um, that goes with
0: that. M- more nat- natural stuff instead of this chemical stuff. Oh yeah. So that makes a big difference also.
3: Sure, I mean, and all, all that chemical is going straight into our water supply mm-hmm. and into the ocean and the so, river. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if we can reduce that by a half, then I mean, and, uh, so are you
0: uh, organic? Is it, uh, that's your, uh, the soil is organic? You can pl- uh, go that route? Sure. Ev-
3: everything we do is certified organic, but I, oh, wow. I feel
0: like we're getting beyond that, that distinction.
3: Uh, like there's a lot that we can do to bring back soil health without using any additives, any, you know, added nutrients. It's more just like partnering with nature. And then, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. also you can get a whole bunch of organic Chemicals from the garden store mm-hmm. and still over apply those, and they can be quite toxic in the environment. So, you know, the organic designation I think is sometimes a challenge more than it's a benefit. Yeah, so the, um, uh,
0: my, my brother in law is a big farmer in uh, upstate New York. They have about a thousand acres, and it used to be uh, swamp land. and The swamp, over thousands of years, became this very rich black dirt. Well,
3: that's probably good stuff.
0: And I don't think they put anything in it because it's just uh, um, amazing. Can uh, you give me and, some and, of that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um I'll, a brother I'll, up. I'll, mail, I'll be in New York next week. I'll mail you a bag. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I would love for you to test it. Can you have it tested for us?
3: Sure. Oh, cool. We'll grow some Parcalolo in it. Yeah. Get
0: back to you. <laughs> they, they, they sell that black dirt over there, too. But it's uh, amazing. Uh, they, they grow a lot of sod on it. Uh, they're famous for their onions and stuff like that, but this is their first year doing uh, CBD on that. And uh, I th- uh, is it stealth. true that if sometimes the sometimes a plant that you're growing CBD all of a sudden takes a turn and there's too much THC in it?
3: Uh, that's kind of we're exploring that. Uh, sometimes THC or all cannabinoids can be concentrated when plant is experiencing stress. You know, in the last phases of growing, but. Uh-huh. More what we've found is that that ratio of, of THC to CBD seems to be baked into the genetics of mm-hmm. the plant. So, so you'll maintain that 30 that 20 or 30 to one ratio at whatever point it is. So as long as you're monitoring your THC levels throughout the growth grow? with, with lab testing, ah. then you can watch that curve and know when you can harvest your plants and, and not be over the legal limit.
0: Oh, see, um, they probably needed your advice on that because that can ruin their whole crop because uh, THC is not legal uh, there. And if it if it goes the other way, uh, that crop is not good.
3: Yeah, hopefully we'll break down this crazy arbitrary distinction in the next couple of years, and because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it, it it's just unrealistic. Well, it's, it's kind
0: of fascinating. It's such a new industry. Uh, but why door, why
3: zero point three percent? I mean, it's it's stupid.
0: Yeah. Well, somebody <laughs> somebody came up with that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, George, do you do testing on all your soil and all that kind of stuff, or no, you just see that, man, that's a healthy plant, and, uh, and do you clone your plants uh, to make it better?
1: I mean, I take clones just to keep you know, the genetics going.
0: Uh, so. and, and how do you do a clone? You just uh, snip it up, uh, I was told you snip it at an angle.
1: Yeah, forty-five, sixty-two. Oh, area. so really? What? What? But I wouldn't usually use a scissor because you can kind of you could pinch it. I would use something really sharp, like a razor blade.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. Nice clean cut. And then from there, what do you do? You put it in a jiffy pelt or you put it in water?
1: There's so many ways. Yeah, I guess the easiest. I mean, you can put it straight into some dirt if you want. I mean, just something really aerated. Mm-hmm. But um, you can use a cloning powder or a cloning gel if you want or not. I, I, I've tried it all. All ways, it all it all works. You know, it just depends. How much time you have. If you want to root faster, then yeah, you could use a rooting gel or a compound of some sort. It will help it. Mm-hmm. Have you used, used aloe? I have, actually. Yeah. Yeah. What, so what does that sure. mean? Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. What does that mean? Aloe vera. Aloe vera is, as a crony gel.
1: That's what I was going to say. For the, oh, if really? you want like the most natural way, you use aloe vera, yeah. To? to... You dip the, the cut end. you dip it into it, and then before you put it into whatever medium you're going to use to root it.
0: What, what does that do? Because that like, that's a healing plant.
1: Yeah, it's 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 just like a
0: a, a healing plant now. and a it, healing it, it, it plant. Yeah. <laughs> it's it a helps marriage. It makes
1: roots. You know, yeah. that's that's it. Without you know going the chemical route.
0: Wow, that's pretty cool. I never, I never, I never knew that. I never. But, heard I mean, of you that.
1: you can can you can just take a cutting down and stick it in some dirt and give it time and uh-huh. watch it, take care of it, and it'll make roots. And, and well, uh, yeah,
0: like one, one plant, would... for instance, uh, can you clone it? How many times can you clone it?
1: Gosh, a lot. A lot.
0: Oh, oh, you can. <laughs> yes. So you got like one major one, you can clone that baby a lot if it's looking really good, huh?
1: Well, you just, when you start with one, before you have a flower, you take some clones of it. And so the next time, before this one starts to flower, you take clone, you just keep it going. I mean, I've, I've gotten strains from people that have, they've had for over 30 years. Oh. And still, the genetics are, are, are really good. I mean, really
0: good. So how would you plant next year, Ian? Do you have uh, clones, or do you have seeds, or?
3: We had a good experience with feminized seed. Uh, so I I like to grow from seed if we can I think it may I mean you'll get if you ask five growers you'll get five answers but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like they're very their plant health and immunity is good and the, the root growth is good and I we can just really watch that plant and keep it out of stress for its whole growing cycle if you grow right from seed Oh, cool.
0: Well, I want to thank you guys a whole lot for coming in. Uh, this yeah. is the Pacalolo Show. Thanks for having And uh, we're educating everybody. And uh, thank you very much for the growers, George, and grower Ian coming in. And we're going to do a little PSA. Uh, this is Michael with the Pākālolo Show and my co-host, the Pacalolo Girl. Every Friday, 3 p.m. on KAKU 88.5 FM, the voice of Maui.
2: We'll talk about all our favorite streams and products, get you guys up to speed on the 420 News of the Week, and you definitely definitely don't want to miss our weekly show-and-tell where we'll bring on Pakalolo growers, Pakalolo musicians, and cannabis educators.
0: And a big mahalo to Waui Maui Candy Bar, our underwriter at Maui.com. Aloha! How's it? I'm Brother Tony from The
4: Local Show. KAKU is one listener-supported station That means that all the kind shows you hear Like me Are sponsored by you, the listener As well as our underwriters If you would like to help keep The Voice of Maui talking loud and clear like that Go to kakufm.org donate And give today And don't miss the local show Monday through Thursdays Live at 1pm On 88.5 FM The Voice of Maui Hi, this is Steve Summers. Join me Sunday mornings from 1 to 2 a.m. with a replay Sunday mornings from 10 till 11 for the oldies time machine. It's familiar oldies from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, plus some of those rare tracks you won't hear on any other radio program. Right here on KAKU
5: 88.5, The Voice of Maui.
2: Do you have something to say but can't find an outlet? Did you know that Akaku offers a service called Open Mic? Here, you can come in and make a statement on any topic you want, and it's free. Play a song you wrote, recite a monologue, do a funny dance, comment on a recent event. The floor is yours. Come speak your mind for free. Appointments are available Mondays and Wednesdays between 1 and 3. Call 871-5554 today to reserve your
1: spot. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off and to wear a helmet when she rides her bicycle. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration
0: and the Ad Council. Hey, hey, aloha, everybody. Michael here back with the Pacalolo Show. And I I think it's 3.20, so we're going to do the 4.20 news. CT, what do you got for us on the old news?
4: Aloha. Welcome to the Pacalolo 4.20 news. (laughs)
0: great cue. <laughs> All right.
4: All right. Safe and legal practices for Pacalolo. Consume discreetly on private property. Do not use cannabis on public land, including playground, parks, and beaches. Do not drive or operate machinery while under the influence of cannabis. Hawaii is a smokes-free state. Safe and legal practices. Keep medical cannabis in a secured container. Don't break down content don't break down the contents into multiple containers police will consider this intent to distribute do not transport cannabis out of state or between islands keep medical cannabis out of the reach of mirrors, uh, out of the reach of minors pardon me and uh, users <laughs> okay go slow start low know the dose per unit Read the labels very carefully to ensure that you understand how much you're getting per unit. Know your limits, especially when new to ingesting manufactured cannabis products. Discuss your experience with a trained product specialist to help guide you through safe consumption. Simple tips for safe, constru- for safe consumption. Start low. Start with a low dose to avoid overconsumption. Wait for it. Ingested forms take a lot longer than inhaled forms to kick in, between 30 minutes to two hours. Go slow. Wait one to two hours before taking another dose. Know that everyone is different. Know every experience is different. Know your tolerance. Smoking or inhaling medical cannabis can be felt almost immediately. An inhalation delivers cannabis directly to the lungs, where it is rapidly absorbed into the bloodstream. The effects are noted within 15 to 30 minutes of inhalation and take 2 to 3 hours to taper off. The rapid onset and shorter time needed for the acute effects to wane usually provides a more controllable experience for the individual. Know your product. Talk to a product specialist about which strains produce relaxation and pain control versus increased energy and mental sharpness. Cannabinoids Cannabinoids are the chemical compounds found mute, found naturally in cannabis flowers and are responsible for a range of therapeutic effects. Cannabinoids, can, can, excuse how you say me. Say
0: that? Girl, how do you say that word?
2: Cannabinoids.
4: <laughs> cannabinoids work by mimicking naturally occurring compounds created in human bodies. This relationship triggers reactions that can influence many important factors such as appetite, sleep, emotion, and movement. Terpenes, taking in the pungent aroma of cannabis is often our first experience with the plant. Interestingly enough, the aromatic properties of cannabis have recently been found to play a larger role in the unique therapeutic effects provided by each strain. Terpenes are organic compounds found in cannabis that affect the scent and taste profile of each flower. Different strains of cannabis possess a wide variety of terpenes, resulting in aromas and flavors unique to each strain. Six, the whole plant. When it comes to cannabis, there is more than meets the eye. The true mysteries of the plant can be solved when examining its chemical blueprint. The rise of legal cannabis laboratory testing provides us with a closer look at the biological profile of each cultivar. Sativa daytime use induces inactive and energetic creative effects. Indica evening use provides a relaxing feeling. Looking at hybrids, a naturally low concentration of THC produces subdued gentler effects. Our understanding of the cannabis plant's individual compound components are improving, but many important compounds beyond cannabinoids are still being discovered. What we do know is that utilizing the whole plant can yield powerful results. You said the whole plant allows all of the plant's components, those known to us, as well as those yet to be discovered, to work together to create the overall result. Like members of a team, each component depends on the other for a maximal effect. One single player cannot do the job alone. You need the whole plant. Hey, hey, that's the Pākālolo 420 news for today. Aloha.
0: Hey, thank you CT for the education on the Pacalolo news. Um, I got some new guests here, Uh, Rachel from Pono Live.
2: Hi, everyone. Uh,
0: Who's going to tell us about a new item? And a good friend for many, many years, Tommy from Maui Time. Hello, hello. Welcome,
5: welcome, welcome.
0: (laughs) So we got some really exciting things happening with both of your worlds. Uh, So, Rachel, I'm going to start with you. Hash.
2: Oh, my God. What's up with that
0: on the market now?
2: We finally have Hash. So we have Blue Dream and Chem Dog now and it's been a crazy week. I just got back from so the dispensary. So you're like blowing
5: out hash?
2: Yes, yes, and we That's have tons crazy. of it. So like, we are trying to sell it. So
5: like what form is it in? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, 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 yeah. it's
2: dry sift hash. What does that mean? Yeah, so basically it's the dry sift is the process from which uh, the hash is produced. It's not and so bubbled. basic. <laughs> no, it's not bubble hash.
5: This is like the old school hash then?
2: kind so, of yeah so, so like,
5: what so is
0: it a powder or is it yeah if, I, I like the chunky
2: it it's basically pressed keef and in like a block because we press it down what so it's a like block? a pressed keef block yeah well, I think but I can see that. it comes in like a little one of those little containers and so you'll get like a little block of hash in there
0: yeah. And and uh, you have Blue Dream, which yep. is more of a sativa.
2: Yep, and then Chemdog, which is an indica.
0: Oh, so you got one of each. Exactly. And then how do you how do you smoke that? Do you just so put it in a little use, pipe or?
2: Yeah, you can use hash the same way you use flour. You can roll up in a joint. You can put you it can with flower. Roll flour. Up in a joint. Yeah, for sure.
0: For, you mean it's like. You could just sprinkle it in a base. Yeah, usually
2: like um, the way people do it is like they'll put flour and then they'll also put in hash. Oh, gee, that
0: must yeah. be strong. It though. is that's strong. Like it is very strong. Going yes. On there. Have you tried it?
2: Yes, I did last night. It was amazing. Is I that tried the. Are your eyes still red? No, no. That's <laughs> what I just I was. One of our coworkers was leaving today, and so we had like this party right before, and so I was really sad. Right but- before,
0: your radio show?
2: Yep. Right oh. before today, so oh, cool. yeah, that happened. <laughs>
0: uh, so um, when did you guys come out with this hash?
2: Yesterday, uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep.
0: And uh, did you sell a did you sell a pound?
2: No, we sell a half gram. So a half Uh-oh. gram, a pound would be a lot of well, hash. What's, what's,
0: what can I go? What's the most I could go there and buy?
2: So the legal limit for a patient in Hawaii is four ounces every 15 days, and so basically that's four ounces of flour. But you would do a conversion for how many grams of flowers in that hash, or was used to produce that hash. And currently we just have like a we just have like a five gram flour estimate on is there. Is that your
0: largest five gram?
2: No, no. The thing is actually a half gram. But basically, the, the limit is four ounces for the patient. Four ounces so, of
0: hash you could go in there and buy.
2: Yeah, four ounces of flour. Yeah. And then for each of the manufactured products, like capsules, tinctures, hash, cartridges, there's an equivalent weight of flour um, that was used to produce that product. And so when the state calculates your limit, they start with the four ounces. And then if it takes like five grams of flour to make a manufactured product, they minus five grams from that.
5: Wow, it's kinda of amazing.
2: It's very mathematical, yes.
5: So do you guys have to do the math for your patients? No, to so keep the them good in thing, compliance?
2: Yeah, so the good thing is that when we do a lab testing, when it gets uploaded into our inventory system, the equivalent weight will be there. So, it'll automatically subtract from the state number for patients. So,
5: then does your POS system track that for them?
2: Yes. For yes. Ooh. Yeah. So, actually, if you look at the receipt that you receive from a dispensary at the bottom, it'll say like remaining 100 grams. <laughs> <Nice>. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, really? Yeah. Well, inventory's low, Tommy.
2: <laughs> Running
0: low on fun tickets. Yeah, can he go in like every day or it's every four days?
2: No, you can go in every day. You can uh, go in a few times a day as long as you don't reach that four ounce limit. You are okay.
5: Uh, yes. Rachel, what would you say to the people that are afraid to give the state their name to get, you know, a cannabis card? Like myself. Yeah, sure.
2: So yeah, so actually, with the database, people get kind of sketched out because when you first go onto the state of Hawaii website, um, it's linked with a lot of other um, state. Programs such as like if you have a license, it's also like the same login to go into eHawaii. But actually, like your employers and stuff, they can't access that information to see if you have a card. But the whole uh, the police department, um, if they do want the information, it, there's a page on the DOH website that says that they can access that information.
0: I have a question. If you own a firearm, you cannot have a card.
2: Yep, that is definitely. So if you're a
0: hunter hunt some pigs, yeah. who's the most pākālolo? smoker you cannot have no card
2: yeah it's definitely a gray area i mean like the honolulu police department came out with something that was like if you have um a medical card you have to like return your guns and so then Yep. And then basically they kind of retracted that and was like, uh, never mind. But there really was no solution on it. So we're still in this really gray area right now. But what we really recommend if a patient um does want firearms, does want future permits, mm-hmm. we recommend that they don't actually get certified because it might bar you from a future gun permit.
0: Wow, so they gotta call George. <laughs> <laughs> or Michael. Yeah. Uh so I have another I have a, a little present for you today. Sure. Um, we, last week, we talked about uh, Maui Wowie that the strain is not around, and my friend Ian bought some seeds. Wow. <laughs> well, how long is it going to take to come in? Uh, maybe a month. A month for the seeds to come in, and they're not even in the United States.
5: Wow. It, What's and up? it's Maui Wowie.
0: Yeah. We did some Googling search. So anyway, I have a petition. For you to start, if you can start it at Pono, that we want the Maui Waui strain oh, here. Oh,
2: of course. I'd be glad so, to sign. <laughs> that
0: is, uh, I'm cool. the first one on there to get the Maui Waui strain. That's just mind-boxing that our seed you got to buy from. Where would you buy from?
3: Homecoming, yeah. Uh, Holland.
0: Holland. It came from Holland. <laughs> and there's a reason for Holland, though, because they make seeds. They're the seed, seed bank. bank, the
3: keepers. Of the-
5: They're the key bank. They're the seed bank. Yep. Well, the research I've done, there's about three different groups on island, one from the 60s, one from the 70s, one from the 80s. Mm-hmm. They all claim that they were the Maui Wowie folks. Um, there's several different stories to go with it. Everyone claims that the strain is no longer, and that the Maui dog kind of absorbed. The um, Maui Wowie strain when uh, they went inside in the gardens, the outdoor gardens kind of closed up, and the Maui dog, um, the Maui dog kind of uh, mm-hmm. um, absorbed it, hybrided with it, and kind of made it go away. So I'd be very curious to see, you know, or, you know we, 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 uh, we're uh, going to have to talk to the old stoners to see if it's still the same yeah, stuff. Yeah, Luckily, yeah. you know, I got and some we, family members around month, here,
0: and that'll be part of one of our shows. Is uh, Growing and testing and seeing if it's uh,
5: the real Maui Wowie. Rachel, what do you know about uh, cannabis events? Can we do a cannabis cup here?
2: Yeah, so um, I believe there are events in Hawaii similar to the Cannabis Cup, but I don't know if we can personally have them come over Does here. Does
0: High Times sponsor that? Or
5: well, it's state by state, uh-huh, uh-huh. right? So we've had we've had cannabis conventions, which were which were wonderful. Yeah. Um, we've had you know those types of events, but um, all those events have really been smoke free. Or consumption-free, I should say.
0: Yes, yeah. it's like the ones that they had on Maui twice. Yeah. Uh, they just had one. They were selling one. seeds there. Molokai was selling seeds there. A lot. <laughs> a lot of seeds they were selling. Yeah. Uh, so, t- Tommy, let's let's turn the table a little bit. And uh, the front page of your uh, newspaper, uh, Ian and I were just walking through and going, wow, what's up with that?
5: We have a huge cannabis leaf on the cover of Maui Time this week. So what's that all um, about? Uh, our new art director, Albert uh, uh Cortez put it together. It looks great. Um, uh, our editor Axel Beers um, got together with the Hawaii Farmers Union United uh, Conference, um, their soil conference um, that was uh, held last week uh, on Maui. On Maui. Opune. On uh, no, it was actually on, uh, the community farming, uh, plots that are, I believe through a partnership with Mahipono and others. Oh. And they had uh, a bunch of tents. They had, um, a bunch of tents out in the, off, off of Mokulele, uh, for a few day, a three-day conference. Oh, wow. And, um... Pretty intensive stuff. They had some of the, you know, some of the bigger players in the hemp industry. Doug Fine was there. We had a bunch of local growers there, and um, Axel got to hang out and really kind of figure out what's going on, what the state of our current hemp laws are. Um, basically, we we're we're at a place where we we are in the um, the the Hawaii uh, hemp pilot program uh, that uh, that the feds opened up for us in 2018 with the 2018 Farm Bill, and um, but. There's still challenges with our hemp industry here. For example, um, you know, a grower that's growing, they cannot take the raw material off their property to have it processed. They cannot leave. So currently, we've got hemp producers major, that. So 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 right, and then um, and then we we've also already talked about the the zero point three uh, THC limit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, it's it's actually, you know, forcing uh, growers to pull their crops early, lower their yields um, to meet these different types of regulations. But the main thing is that they can't uh, process it. So if you're going to try to process it to hemp oil, then you have to stay on property.
0: So they have to build a facility right there.
5: Well, that's not really – uh, that practical right yeah, i mean
0: so uh, you gotta have zoning and then you gotta have water i mean there's a whole bunch right
5: of so i mean I, I i heard one idea floated you know a mobile processing unit that can come to the farm oh. itself that kind of a thing so you know there there may be now the interesting thing is that um this last legislative session um or 2019's legislative session there was uh um senate bill 1353 that actually made it through uh uh uh, uh both, both sides, both sides of our local lawmakers, our state lawmakers, and Ege actually killed the bill. Ege vetoed the bill. Now this bill would have allowed um, uh, uh, lightening up on the regulations for the processing. So um, it looks like uh, the bill will come back again this next legislative session. And since there was a, um,
0: well, what kind of time frame is that? Another year.
5: Well, if it well, no. I mean, the next legislative session will be this spring, oh, okay. right? And then if it gets uh, approved, then you know, then Ege uh, would sign, you know, May, June, in that in that range. And then whenever things, you know, whenever they decide those things take effect, mm-hmm. um, so that would um, now the one thing that that could help that is because there's some new uh, uh, and maybe Ian was was talk was was working under this and, and on on October 31st, the U.S. USDA's uh, released new federal guideline rules. And there's a 60-day comment period till December 31st on, on, on their new rules. And because these new rules are lightening up, uh, uh, easing up um, uh, regulations, it sounds like that will give uh, the Hawaii lawmakers and, I guess, you know, the, the gatekeeper now, uh, David Ige, um, from, uh, uh, from ho- hopefully supporting these measures.
0: Uh, so um, on our way uh, up Haleakalā, uh, it looks like they're doing something to one of the sugar cane fields up there. And uh, Ian felt that it was uh, irrigation for hemp. Do you think anybody's even starting it yet on the island? Uh,
5: there are, from what I understand, a couple hemp gardens that are licensed and permitted. I've, uh, I was uh, uh, at the groundbreaking, the planting ceremony for the... Um, I'm not sure. Uh, Pacific biodiesel, uh, Bob King and Kelly King's project, um, the Kuleana line of CBD product. So um, I was there for the the planting uh, ceremony, um, but I, I and I don't know for certain if there's actually if their gardens are up and running. I would imagine that was you know several months ago they were supposed to be planting, and so I would imagine they're not visible from from you know. Uh, no, driving we didn't around.
0: See anything, but we, uh, we saw irrigation there, kind of testing some irrigation. And stuff. Yeah, well, it was similar to the planting that. Well, know.
5: our 41,000 acres that were sold by Alexander and Baldwin to Mahipono mm-hmm. um, to the Canadian Pension Fund that is managed by the farmers from California Central Valley, mm-hmm. these folks um, are not allowed to grow hemp. Oh, so, so that's 41,000 ed- acres lion's share of our agricultural land on the island, which includes, from what I understand, community farmers also. Wow. So the community farmers that would lease from Mahipona will not be allowed to be grown hemp either because it is a condition of their financing through the Canadian Pension Fund that no sin crops, like that one, sin crops are not allowed to be grown, so that would include grapes, sin, um, <laughs> cannabis is a sin, hops, barley, well, maybe they can get around um, it You can't something. grow LSD. That's a sin.
0: Medical. What about
5: mushrooms? <laughs> well, hmm, <laughs> depends. What kind of mushrooms, right?
0: Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. So, um,
5: uh, Maui. Time it's, it's horrible. It's unfortunate. It's
0: on it. And yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah, you
5: know, Axel really just Man, did a that's kick. amazing. Axel did a great job. For everything. Yeah, he, the, the, this is a, a really comprehensive look at the current state of our hemp regulations right now. Yeah, so what,
0: you guys are just going to stay on top of it and see what's coming Yeah, to work? Yeah,
5: yep, we're always Cause, on cause, it. Uh,
0: with this. To me, it's, it's constantly changing, just like you're coming out with hash all of a sudden and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And the farmers can't grow. So we would love to have you on here a couple more times. Sure. Or whatever, uh, to be part of the Pacalolo show, to uh, let everybody know what's going on in this world. Um, and maybe Ian can help them with their dirt.
5: Yeah. Soil. Soil. Soil, soil. Man, soil Michael. Soil. Yeah,
0: I was calling strange strands and yep. strains <laughs> for a long time. I know. I,
5: I always want to call this event that just took place Dirt Con, but then that would be an, an insult at Soil Con. OK. <laughs> soil Con.
0: I get it. Soil Con. So did Rachel answer your question in reference to getting a card? Because I was afraid also.
5: Rachel, let's partner on an event. Let's do a cup. Let's do a tasting yeah, event. Definitely. Let's figure it out.
2: Yeah.
5: And uh, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: I, I,
2: uh,
5: the Pakalolo Bar, Wowie Maui Candy
0: Bar, who's one of our sponsors. Yeah, uh, yeah when, do we uh, we be... when do we get a lounge?
5: When do we get a lounge to consume in? Any, any word on that?
2: Uh, Uh, As of right now, there are no lounges. I mean, next to our dispensary, we have like an education center. So that's a big open room. But as of right now, because we're still medical, you cannot consume on the premises. Ah,
0: bummer. Yeah. In California, they have like buses in certain areas that, you know, because a lot of can't smoke publicly. Also, got to be
5: so many feet from a building, too. So they're so they're mobile so lounges. Yeah, yeah, mobile lounges. No I mean, way. <laughs> when, when, <laughs> that's hilarious! Like a bus full of bean bags or something. What is this going? What's a happening here? Holes
0: in there. How do you not chair. spill the
5: bong on the bus, man? You know. He's, uh,
0: passing it around. Over a there. Do they have
5: like one of those boat gimbals for your bong? You know that so you don't uh, spill your bong on the bus. Yeah,
0: they had all the amenities in yeah. there. Was pre- it was pretty cool, and uh, you had you had it like. Part way to see where if there was any seats or whatever because it was full of smoke. They had very good um. ventilation. I went to the dope party. Uh, looks like uh, it. in California. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, actually um, High Times bought Dope magazine. It's dope. Yeah, and they were having a party, and I happened to be at one of the marijuana conventions over there. And uh, another gentleman that we also know, uh, Scott, who uh, Dog. Um, yeah.
5: Dog he was town. there. Uh uh-huh. huh.
0: And I got connected. Next thing I know, we're all at the party. It was. Oh, it was see horrendous. how
5: it works that way? Yeah. You got your thumb on the lighter of the industry, don't yes. you, Michael? Yes, looking
0: good. So, uh, Rachel, you got any new items over there
2: at Pono? Yeah, actually. So, the hash came out Tuesday. But today, that's why we're really busy, is we actually launched a new rosin cartridge. So, we've had three before, but they were all THC. We just launched a one-to-one CBD THC today. One-to-one yeah.
0: to one CBD. That means it has both parts 50-50. in 50-50.
2: Balanced. wow yeah.
0: i think i would like that so you don't get too high but also you uh also good for your whole body yeah, exactly and your, aches and your pains
2: yeah because right everyone food. wants cbd now and so yeah. like a lot of the times like their only option is to go to one of these health food stores or like the gas station abc store yeah it's ABC
0: everywhere
5: <laughs> it's scary do not buy your CBD from ABC. You don't
0: know what's up. What's
5: in there? Well, no, but I've seen people asking the clerks at ABC very technical questions about CBD. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you really asking people that that Uh, work at ABC for your health benefits? I mean, I
0: I, I had a guy once, uh, and I think it's a good idea. He should do CBD pop-ups and somebody in there that knows what's going on. And a couple weeks ago, we had one of your nurses on the Mm -hmm. show also. And uh, she's very educated about that. Uh, So what flavors your... um,
2: CBD cartridge? Yes. Yeah, so it's based off of our CBD shark strain. So it's directly from the flower. And so CBD oh, the shark, shark strain.
0: Oh, mellow one. I remember yeah. that. That's what yeah. I like. But it's
2: great because a lot of the time our CBD shark flower is so low in THC. It's like around 7 8% THC. Mm-hmm. So like the normal average TH, THC consumer thinks that that won't give them an effect. So with the CBD right. cartridge, it's around like 20%, 30% one-to-one of what? each of each cannabinoid. And so this is definitely a stronger version for people to finally try out the CBD sharp. And what's set.
0: the strongest THC percentage you have over there?
2: Yeah. Um, right now in terms of our flower, we have a 21% and that's our Maui Kush or our Maui OG. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So that's pro- probably taking the place of, uh, the Maui Wowie strain that we're going to try to bring yes. back. <laughs>
5: Changing the name. Yeah. Even that OG. G.
2: <laughs>
5: so you, so are you guys or your patients, um, getting a little freaked out about the vaping side of the cartridges and whatnot.
2: Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, um, patients were definitely asking about it. And um, that's why we chose to actually do rosin this batch because rosin is a solvent-free process. And so basically the terpenes and the cannabinoids are all natural from heat and pressure directly from the flower itself. So we don't need to add any terpenes or artificial coloring because all the terpenes are directly there from the plant.
0: Oh, yeah, you got to really push that because it's mm-hmm. just been on CBS big time in the news this last past. Yeah,
5: year. I mean, I don't want to take I don't want to take any of that, whatever that glycol or whatever the stuff is that
2: that burns along with it. Yeah, like PG, vitamin E, all the extra stuff. Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah. Me, I'm just a straight. um,
0: Just give me a joint and I'm good to go. (laughs) I don't even know the other worlds. I don't even know what a vape is, but it's very popular and it's getting some people. uh, if, If they don't. Uh, if they're not educated. Yeah. And that's why we're here to educate people. That's why they should go to the dispensary because you guys are majorly regulated.
2: Major, major. So the yeah.
0: health department regulates you?
2: Yeah, it's the Department of Health who regulates us. And yeah. I
0: think there's one person on Oahu that's uh, t- watching all over all you guys? <laughs> yeah,
2: it seems uh, like I, it. <laughs> I, no, I'm serious. I
0: don't think there's too many people watching yeah, over Yeah they Yeah, they're a pretty
2: small team and there's I think that's also why there's only eight dispensaries right now. And so with a small team size they can actually watch over and they're really strict with compliance with us so they can actually make sure that they can enforce those laws whereas in like other states like they don't have enough support to maintain or monitor over like thousands of dispensaries and there's where you lose like quality and you have issues uh,
0: and one important thing that ct said earlier is you cannot transport your medicine yeah even though you have a card on the plane from Inner Island.
2: Yes, correct. And it especially applies to us because it is one state. We're all Hawaii. Yeah. But no, you can't between the two islands. But
5: in California you just cruise. But down, in practical right? use, are you seeing a challenge with it?
2: In practical use, like?
5: Well, I mean, I, from what I understand, people just, you know, put it in their medicine bag. And, yeah, you
2: know, definitely. I mean, I don't,
5: I don't, it doesn't seem like TSA cares about cannabis anymore.
2: Yeah. I mean, I know just one story of a personal friend going from Alaska to Hawaii who did get confiscated. And so for me, that was like enough to be yeah, like, scary. this could be serious. Yeah, yeah, I have a
0: lot of friends, too, that um, don't want to take the risk of the chance because mm-hmm. it's still an unknown unknown because of the the feds yeah. and, and TSA's feds, federal, right?
2: True. Yep, exactly.
0: Wow. So, uh, so Tommy, what's the next story you guys got going on over there in Maui Time? Got any other Oh, next
5: week cover? is going to have uh, Eric Gilliam on the cover. He's doing his, uh, his white Hawaiian show, which just um, appeals to me in a whole bunch of different ways. One, he's just an amazing performer. Oh, yeah, he's doing cool. a one-man show. He's paying, playing a bunch of family members as characters. Oh, cool. And uh, Brian Cohn co-wrote the, uh, the show with him. What a great team. And I think it's at the McCoy. It's going to be at the MAC. I'm assuming it's at the McCoy for uh, – I think they just added a third show. And um, so we're going to have him on the cover and, and uh, oh, Barry Worst, our, awesome. uh, Barry Worst our, our entertainment and film uh, reviewer, actually got a chance to sit down with Eric. And uh, I haven't read the piece yet, but I'm excited to see it come oh. together this next week. And,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, That's great. To well, the
5: whole thing is like this white Hawaiian, right? Because Eric is, is Hawaiian, but he's as Caucasian looking as any Caucasian person you've ever seen. Yeah. But it doesn't mean he's not Hawaiian, right? And so there's this idea of Hoppe. Has been dealt with, you know, for, you know, since uh, um, since white man showed up here, and it's it's um, you know a lot of uh, Hawaiian blood has been diluted with Caucasian blood, so it's uh, it's it's kind of a fascinating um, time and place to be able to look at, um, you know. The, what it means to 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 be hopping, have a dual identity, awesome. that kind of thing.
0: Well, thank you very much for coming in for the Pākālilo show. I want to thank again Wowie Maui Candy Bar for being our sponsor, and Tommy, thank you very much. Rachel, Ian, C.G., George, much mahalo for the Pākālilo show. It goes by real fast, and I'll see you next week. Aloha, Bye. peace out.